Thank you. It's an honor to be here for the 10th year talking about issues like women's issues, families, detox, elimination, uh, environmental, the forest, and all the things that we do here at Hippocrates Wellness. So this time is about our future. So I see an environmental and species collapse happening in real life. So we can either be upset about it or we can have real solutions for it. So let's put it all in perspective. So not long ago, just like 30 years ago, the scientists didn't know if there were other planets outside of our solar system. Then they found 5,000. And there's two trillion galaxies in universe. Galaxies are system of stars. There's 60 billion galaxies that are, the six, our galaxy has 60 suns worth of stars. And they took 13 billion years to grow. There is eight planets that orbits near the sun. You know them. There is the, the Mercury, the Venus, the Mars, the Jupiter, the Saturn, the Uranus, and Neptune. And life needed, for life to come to this Earth, we needed water. We needed oxygen, we needed nitrogen, and we needed plants. And then life could start. If alien life exists, we don't know because there should be gases from, from fungus, from uh, plants. And we know that there is a lot of unidentified things in the air. A lot of pilots tell us that. They see a lot of funny things. So the Earth, billions of years ago, was mainly water. Oceans, one in the ocean, you have the North Atlantic, you have the Indian, and you have the South Ocean. South Ocean being the coldest. So this is the Earth that we were given with all of its possibilities. And the humans, we've, the modern humans have been here for about 200,000 years. And we have evolved. Like 10,000 years ago, we became agricultural. And we mainly saw ourselves stay in one place. Now we had like 20,000 years ago, we had ice time and Northern Europeans had to move very south. They actually found remnants that we moved to Southern Italy. So we have always been immigrants and there will be a lot of immigrants in the future as the earth and the climate. Temperature has changed so fast for us that a lot of places will have huge flooded, and we have also um, a drought now. We have a drought that's the worst that we've seen in 1,200 years. 
So let's go into the next picture. Our extraordinary gift of life is something we need to respect, honor, and cherish. Although it appears that all of us are on a collision course, you can turn life into a happy, fruitful, and contributing experience. So this is very much about pollution that I want to talk. And nearly one-fifth of humans will die due to mankind's industrial waste product pollution. Deadly chemicals are not on the radar since we have a complete disconnect of the profound negative effect they play in our health and future. So this is happening due to greed. This is corporations that now for the last 30 years really, or you can say since 1940, have created heavy duty chemicals that are in everything, in our food, in our water, and in our air. And the biggest contributor to this is USA, China, Russia, Brazil, and India. And then, you know, there's been so many conferences about trying to uh, make sure that we, we can stop it, that we can reverse it, and, but there is no agreement. There is no international agreement as of yet. Nearly one-fifth, no. Okay, I think I just went to the next one, sorry. Um, so look at this, sorry. I need to go back. Um, so, no, that's too many. <laughs> Sorry. There we go. According to the Bureau of Reclamation, Lake Mead and Lake Powell, the nation's largest reservoir, are only three quarters, are already three quarters, I wish it was only, are already three quarters empty and will fall to dangerously low levels within the next five year period. So what's happening is that a lot of rivers don't make it down to the ocean. And because we have this amazing symbiosis at night, the mist from the ocean is brought into forest. We need forest and then it's brought down to rivers and rivers then bring with all the soil and nourishment into the ocean and it's an ongoing symbiosis. If rivers are not making it all the way down to the ocean, we have a big problem. Environmentalism has become a business and its iconic mantra does not comprehensively address the severity of this crisis. No, so there is a lot of talk. There is really nobody checking. And that is a big problem because we have, we have the 50 year water um, amendment that EPA did with the Army Corps of Engineers. And I don't know what happened. Obviously our water is not drinkable anymore. Our air is full of microplastic, of micro chemicals that we all inhale daily. 
So Britain's Lancet Planetary Health Journal reported that our environment, air, water, food, clothing, building and household material, plastic and electromagnetic radiation, et cetera, are far, far more deadly than wars, terrorism, driving accidents, malaria, drugs, and alcohol combined. So this is what's killing us today. This is what we're dying of. And when in August uh, 2022, Northwestern University published a study revealing that a class of synthetic chemicals used in the manufacture of consumer products, they're called PFAS, and they are called also forever chemicals, linger permanently in the air, water and soil, and are directly linked to low birth rates, high cholesterol, liver disease, and certain cancers. So Northwest University also exposed that water, grease stain resistant packaging is directly linked to liver and kidney cancer. This is something that I think went over most people's head and they've been here since the 1940s. So they've really got into our soil and everything that we grow in it, our air and the water that you drink. So plastic made of petroleum, fossil fuel are choking our entire planet and more is being produced and discarded daily. Less than 8%, actually it's 2%, is recycled since it's less costly to produce new products. So Andrew Sharpless, um, who is uh, director of Oceana and the top microbiologist, Jackie Savage, spoke at a recent conference in Maine, actually. I attended about the perils of ocean and land dumping of these perpetual chemicals. Sharpless stated, they never go away. They just break down to smaller and smaller particles. Savage said, at this rate, the entire planet will have a thin layer entirely covering it. Since we currently produce two dump trucks full every minute, the largest land dump in the world is floating in the middle of the Pacific. And you've probably seen it and it's two Texas size worth right now and growing. And both revealed that the only remedy is to stop producing these disease causing products. Sharpless said, if we spent eternity cleaning up the current plastic pollution, we would never get all of it. And Killerfish, my husband Brian's book, reported similar finding at the beginning of the 21st century. And this conference was very much about the, um, the single-use plastic. The single-use plastic that's containers, most of the stuff that you buy, the bags, and you know, everybody can bring their own bags and into stores and start using that. And maybe in future, what you'll see is that store will start selling things, um, lose weight, and you can actually bring your own containers 
In addition, all of this pollution is ending up in the bellies of sea life and eventually in us. And that's when you see the sharks, the whales, beaching themselves up and dying. And you see turtle and, you know, you've lost so many turtles and they're totally confused because they're eating the microplastic and it makes them feel full and they're not eating. And so they're starving to death. Oxford in England reported that the consumption of only three fish meals per week accrues two ounces of plastic in your organs and tissues by the end of one year. Should we stop eating fish? Absolutely, yes. We should never eat fish again because for many generations, you this is in the ocean. It's so deep. It's 100 meter down, even more. It's so deep in the ocean. Global Burden of Disease just reported that air pollution kills nearly 7 million people a year. Asthma and lung cancer is a global health concern that is increasing due to chemical particles floating in our atmosphere. And, you know, asthma and lung cancer, yes, and you would say, well, smoking is a big part of that. It is chemicals very much. A lot of people get lung cancer who never smoke. What are these chemicals doing? They're bringing estrogen. They mimic estrogen in your body. And that is a huge part of the lung cancer that you see today, not only smoking. And people are smoking less in a lot of parts of the world. Asthma which is an allergy infection. Of course, you're going to see a lot of allergies as our air is full of microchemicals, microplastics. Heavy metal industries kill about 1 million, and that's the mercury, cadmium, lead, also in our water. Water pollution, 1.5 million. And Dr. Spices, who is a PhD, is a DC, is Hippocrates wellness water expert. And as a scientist, he has tested water from around the world. And he concluded there is no clean water left anywhere on earth. So when you look at water, you look at this glass of water, there is uh, two hydrogen atoms bonded with one oxygen atom. And this water is full trillions of molecules. And you wouldn't think that there is microplastics. You can't see them. There is lead. There could be mercury. There could be parasites. So let's listen. Let's listen to Dr. Spicer. So hi, I'm Anna Maria Clement here at Hippocrates Wellness. And I'm here with Dr. Spicer, who is a PhD, who is a DC, and well-renowned expert in water. I, I would say the world, well, world-renowned. <laughs> and so I have some questions that I think all of you have for him. Is there any public drinking water in the world that's safe to drink today? 
Well, define safe. You mean if it's potable? Yes. If it's <laughs> full of chemicals and heavy metals, it's not safe. Uh, it's potable for the most part, but it contains a lot of low-level contaminants. There are chemicals, disinfection chemicals, lead, heavy metals, and what we're finding is a whole array of different new types of contaminants. For example, dioxane is in subsystems. The whole new chemical class PFAS chemicals have emerging. Some areas have radioactivity, so they can meet federal standards, but they're still at low levels that are toxic. Yeah. That's the problem. The standards aren't strict enough. I just published a paper on that. The whole infrastructure in the United States, the water delivery system, is decaying. And we saw this in Jacksonville, we saw it in Flint, Michigan, and other places, Camp Lejeune. Basically, there's not enough money to fix the systems. So it's incumbent upon individuals who are concerned about the health to clean the water in their home. That's what's happening with consumers. They're going for bottled water now or they're buying filters, but it's still not adequate enough to clean the water up completely. That's why you need an expert. Yeah. And so what diseases could come out of this? What do you see? Well, long term, the things that you're seeing are other than bacteria problems. For example, after a hurricane like in Florida, the water's not potable. You can't drink it. You'll get a gastrointestinal illness. Oh, yeah. What I see as far as illnesses are more frequently parasites because they're on surface water. And most treatment systems in the United States can't clean them out. They're not sufficient enough. You need very fine filtration. So people who are weakened immune systems, immune compromised, that's very, very dangerous to drink water with parasites. That would be an immediate problem. Uh, the longer term problems are exposure to arsenic, certain heavy metals, and a lot of these chemicals which are increasing cancer risks. So that will take years or decades. And you're finding more information. There's more research now, like the Environmental Working Group has studied this. In California, they're seeing a lot of increased risk of cancer because of arsenic and radioactivity in these trihalomethanes, which are the chemical disinfection byproducts. So what's the cost effective, like a family that wants to take care of their water and not use tap water, what would be the cost effective way? Right. Well, the first thing is bottled water is not the solution. Uh, that's not cost effective. No. You're going to wind up, even the better bottled waters, you can spend $3 or more a gallon and I've looked at some of the real good ones, even the ones that sold in health food stores, and they do have low-level contaminants. Plus, it's not a full-use solution. You need something for your bathing, your cooking, your rinsing, and consumption. So anything that touches your food, anything you consume, anything you bathe in, you really want safe, clean water. And to achieve that, you really need the proper filtration equipment. People who live in apartments, you're a little bit limited to a sink filter, but there are some good ones. Yeah and a shower filter that will help. It doesn't get it all out, but you just get most of the contaminants out. In a home, you can do a filtration tank, and what we do is a custom system where you add additional filtration, removing materials like arsenic, removing uranium radioactivity. If it exists in the water, we do special systems. Mm -hmm. So when you do that in combination with something like an upgraded reverse osmosis, then you have all the bases covered. You won't be absorbing any chemicals when you bathe, and you, you won't be drinking any contaminants in the water. We are so happy you're part of our Hippocrates faculty. Thank you. Very welcome, Emily. Thank, Thank you. you. Then we have electromagnetic field pollution, which is pervasive all over the world. The number of diseases and deaths, they directly 
or indirectly cause are undetermined. Dr. Deborah Davis from US, who has also been on The Real Truth, and you can uh, listen, go back and listen to her uh, conference. Um, she worked under Clinton and she, uh, she really, uh, when she retired, wanted to see what was the real research about cell phone because that was going on. And of course it came out that there were no link to cancer. And she found afterwards, she found that there was definitely linked. And Dr. Hardell from Sweden, who I interviewed, he did the longest research, 20 year. And as Europe, uh, especially Scandinavia started with cell phones and kids had cell phones much sooner than kids in US. So he did research about brain cancer and found that it doubles the risk and malignant cancer and even um, cordless phones double the risk of benign brain cancers. So they've linked these invisible molecular frequencies to a wide array of diseases, including rare forms of cancer. So when COVID happened, and it started three years ago, so 2020, then um, 5G moved into all the schools. And 5G is very toxic. It's, it's a radiation that's different than any of the other 3G, 4G, you name it. And we have to protect ourselves. So I will talk more about that because you need to protect your own children. So Dr. Kessler, former head of FDA states, it's not bad enough that so-called food has little to no nutrition, but it's riddled with deadly chemicals, including synthetic opiates that are intentionally laced in it to get you and your loved ones addicted to the products. So most of the stuff in a supermarket, unless you go to where the healthy stuff is, the fresh vegetables, sprouts, fruits, nuts, seeds, beans, you name it. Then if it's packaged, it's usually not good for you. And you know, if it has a lot of ingredients that you don't even know what they are, don't buy it, don't eat it. And then they put opiates in it. And you can't stop yourself. So when you start eating cookies, you can't stop. When you start um, having chips or you know popcorn, you name it, you can't stop yourself because it's in it. And it was to get you and your loved ones addicted to the products. There was just, it was just corporations that were greedy and wanted you to be addicted had nothing to do with looking after your health. Dr. Dorsey, who has also been at The Real Truth and his colleagues in the book, Ending Par Parkinson's Disease, exposed the cause for this neurological disorder, Paraquat, an herbicide which has been banned in most European countries and even China but has doubled the usage in the United States, even though the so-called 
protection agencies in America, FDA, EPA, has been alerted to its destructiveness. So Parkinson is actually the fastest growing brain disease globally. And it's killing so many people. And of course, there is many reasons, but their research was that paraquat is one of the biggest reasons. It's in our food, it's in our water. If you drink decaf coffee, if you wear dry clean clothes, work with paint or degreasing products, you are being exposed to something called trichloroethylene, which destroys the brain and nervous system. So next time you go to the dry cleaner, you go to an echo cleaner. And coffee, you can totally forget. And if you work with paint or degreasing products, you know, degreasing products, water repellent, these are all PFAAs. These are forever chemicals, forever in our soil and water. Then we have lights are kept on 24 seven and the circadian rhythm of all living beings on earth change. Now birds are singing in the middle of the night, baby turtles heading in the wrong directions. And there's a book by Sweden, Sweden uh, John Eklöf, The Darkness of Manifesto, that really tells you much more. But there are solutions. So science is finally catching up with what we observed for the past 70 years here at Hippocrates Wellness. Since government and industry are in the business of profit, you are going to have to take charge yourself to avoid premature death. So listed below are some of the individual and societal remedies. First, consume only organic plant-based food, ideally raw. This is the most nutritious, protein-rich, nourishment-rich diet you can be on. And all the years that this Hippocrates wellness, where we enjoy seeing every day how people improve, their immune system, their emotions, their spiritual uh, feeling of being a part and feeling like themselves, very much have to do with being nourished. And a lot of the packaging is not good for you. It would be the best to go to farm stands and local uh, farmers that are organic or sustainable, you can belong to something called CSA. And, you know, they will bring you boxes of amazing just picked food that is so much better than something that's been on a truck for weeks before it got into the store. You can grow your own sprouts. You can, you can actually in, in even the smallest apartment, you can get glass jars, get a go to a hardware store and buy a nylon window screen and cut little squares that you put over those and put rubber band and get seeds that are organic. There is a lot of organic seed sources and start growing your own broccoli sprouts, your own sunflower, your own cabbage, radish, mung beans, you name it. That will give you so much more nourishment 
And they give you oxygen, they give you hormones, they give you phytonutrients, and they give you enzymes. So it's very much the raw. The cook will not give you that. Drink only distilled water and bathe only in highly filtered water. So now you need to have, like Dr. Spicer said, you can, if you have a house, you have a whole house filter, or at least you have shower filters to fill your bathtub up or the shower. So distilled water, a lot of people wonder, well, now I don't get all the minerals that mineral water has. Those minerals are inorganic. You cannot digest them anyway. So the purest water is distilled water. So breathe fresh air, be outside more, open the windows and use efficient air filtration in your home and workplace. Here, when COVID first happened and still, we have air purifiers with probiotic and they've worked fantastic to keep us all healthy. We have a lot of other air filtration. And of course, when you have, <clears throat> when you have air conditioning, you need to change the, the filters like twice a year as you use them. And, um, you know, in your house, the more plants you have, the better. Because plants soak up chemicals. They clean the air for you. So they're silent workers at home. So the more plants, the better. Then the furniture you buy and the rugs, if you have Scotsgard rug, treated rugs, that is forever chemicals. They never go away and they're outgassed all the time. If you have laminate floors, that outgas for you. So let's get back to good materials. So build and furnish your home or workplace with natural and organic products. So what did we use to? We had stone, we had tile, we had bamboo, we had cork, natural products. And so, you know, now a lot of the couches you buy are treated also with the forever chemicals. So go out of your way to find organically treated products. Wear only natural fibers, hemp, linen, bamboo, organic cotton, and always only wear organic undergarments, including wireless bras. And, you know, naturally these are the fibers that we always used. And then, especially in the 1960s and on, it really took off with acrylic, polyester, nylon, and we got sick from it because it outgassed and it never stops to outgas. So especially the undergarment is very, very important that they're organic. And women, if we wear, the bras with nylon polyester, and we have underwire, we have a six times greater risk for breast cancer. This is real. This is real. And I've seen it many times. And bras that are very tight actually stops the lymph flow. And you have lymph flow under your arms going up straight through your chest and you stop it. And it's very, very important that 
we have bras that can, can, we can breathe through and we don't breathe through polyester and nylon. When working with hazardous material, always use protective gear. Yeah, we don't, might not think about that at home. What do you have at home? You have gasoline, you have paint thinners, you know, you have a lot of stuff that could be very, um, very toxic to you and it gets into your skin. And so we took it very serious that what we put on our skin and when you read uh, an amazing book by Dr. Epstein called Healthy, um, Healthy Beauty, he reveals how toxic cosmetics can be. And so it's, it's a great book to, to read and find out because probably most of us use some kind of skincare and cosmetics. So we took it very serious. We, we made the Hippocras become line and Shampoos, conditioner, perfumes, colognes, it needs to be pure food based and ideally organic. So a big part is also the sunscreen because the sunscreens have some very toxic chemical that actually now is banned in a lot of places because it's killing the coral reef. Coral reef has a symbiotic life with microbes that live within them and they feed together. So if, uh, if we have, uh, <clears throat> and you're talking plastic, PFAS, you're talking all the chemicals that we brought, bring down <clears throat> and many more, many, many more, um, trichloroethylene and, you know, then we have fluoride, we have the commercial flora, um, flora that comes from the aluminum industry and it kills our thyroid, but it kills also coral reefs and everything in the ocean. <clears throat> so when the microbes inside the coral reef die, the coral reefs die because they starve, they can't live without them. And this is global, global problem. So 5G saturates the planet's atmosphere and acts as a precipitant causing a wide range of disease from neurological to genetic and onto tumor growth. And be responsible, protect yourself and your loved ones from this invisible hazard. So what we have done with our kids and grandkids, <clears throat> we're giving them a protection for the their cell phones, computers, they wear the pulse, of course, that I wear at all time, that protects you, that works like a lightning rod and protects you. At the Institute and at home, we have Wave Rider. The first picture you see there, Wave Rider is amazing to protect you in the house. And you have also Cocoon that will help you protect you and also help you with sleep, problems and other things. And um, so there's a lot of things out there that can help you. Take sauna, steam, a whirlpool, and you know, make sure it's clean water on a regular basis. Well, how I started this morning was to take a long walk and then take a sauna. <clears throat> and that sauna, infrared sauna or any sauna is amazing because 
it, your skin and your body is full of toxins and you can sweat it out. And steam and sauna works a little bit different. Sauna works on the organs that work with fats, the liver and gallbladder, and the steam works on the water-based organ, like the lungs, the kidney, the bladder. So they're all, they all have their own uh, amazing uh, possibility to help us clean. And this is a daily thing. And a lot of people wonder, why do you do it daily? Maybe once a week is enough. No, daily is the way to go. And, you know, we need to exercise. And all the research says you can clean up, you can get rid of diseases five times easier if you exercise. So resistant training, of course, we do three times a week for like two hours. And that is weightlifting. That is actually strenuous exercise, which we need to make sure that our collagen and our joints and everything is working fantastic. So then we do aerobic, then we do stretching, all of that helps. Citizen groups can force positive environmental laws, even when the government are corrupt. California and New York have just passed laws to slowly force out single-use plastic packaging. States and countries all over the planet bottle recycle, and there is a growing industry in hemp eco-plastics. So you know we were lied to by the fossil fuel industry. We were told that plastic would recycle. It doesn't. So when California put it on the ballot, 85% of them actually voted to not have any more single-use plastic. And boy, if we could do that everywhere, that would be amazing. So we need to change our mindset. We need to change it from um, just use and throw away to reuse. And that is very, very important. And each of us can do that. And each of us can change what we're eating and what we're drinking because the meat, the fish, the chicken, the, the dairy is full of these chemicals, of these microplastics. So if you go plant-based, if you go vegan and you eat organic, you're doing such a favor to this earth that we are on. So Northwestern University has also conducted successful experiments when using a common bladder medication, dimethyl sulfoxide with sodium hydroxide approved safely and naturally break down synthetic chemicals like PFAS, which are found in nonstick pans, water repellent fabric, and food packaging and are pervasive within the environment and are linked to increased risk in cancer and other uh, endocrine problems. So science is working in laboratories all the time. They're now creating bacteria that organically and safely clean up many of the man-made chemicals that cause disease and environmental destruction. This is happening slowly but surely. When there is a will, there is a way. 
And we can dynamically grow the global economy by dismissing the death and dying industries to replace with the life and longevity ones. Electric cars still pose a problem with discarding their batteries. But researchers in Britain and in the US have found ways to recycle electric car batteries using ultrasonic waves that can process 100 times more battery compounds than conventional methods. And you know, of course, all the cars are turning electric slowly but surely. So we have to solve this problem. And I believe it will be solved. Paper batteries, these little batteries are so dangerous for nature. And Swiss federal laboratories are working on making a water activated paper battery that operates like any battery, but printed to the front and back of a piece of paper that is infused in salt. It's coming. Better designed lighting products, motion activated, light facing downwards, shut the lights off in your backyard, reduce light, LED, LED lights, and fluorescent. It's not good for you. It's not good for the environment. And this was one study, not a plant-based eater, obviously, but just look at this, replacing 20% of meat consumption with proteins from fungi and algae could cut annual deforestation by more than half by 2050. Boy, we need more of these research because Brazil deforestation tripled March 22 to March 23. But the good thing is now with AI, they have ways to stop this. They have ways to see when it's happening and be able to stop it. And of course we need Albert Einstein again. And he said, imagination is more important than knowledge. For knowledge is limited to all we now know and understand while imagination embraces the entire world and all there ever will be to know and understand. So you see that climate change is predictable. So we need unpredictable thinking and solutions. That's what's gonna help us. So as member of the human race, it's our inherent responsibility to make conscious choices with each of our endeavors. When we say no to what is bad for you, others, and our mother planet, we are fulfilling our obligation as caretakers for future generations and ours. Thank you. Thank you very much for that presentation, Anna Maria. Thank you. So, so we will begin our, uh, our Q&A session now, but before we do, where can our audience find your books and follow you on social media and, and follow what you're doing? Under our website at Hippocrates Wellness. And we are nonprofit organizations. So you, if you write to us, it's .org. It's Hippocrates Wellness or HippocratesHealthInstitute.org. 
All right, great. Thank you very much for that. We're now going to begin our live Q&A. I'll be asking some questions as well as opening it up to the audience. And um, I just want to go over a few things for the audience so that they know how to, uh, to ask a question. We don't take questions directly from the chat. Instead, we ask everyone to virtually raise their hand. If you're not sure how to do this, what you need to do is click on the reactions button second from the right on the bottom of your Zoom window. Then click on the raise hand function in the menu that pops up. We will then take questions in the order in which they are received. When it's your turn, I will unmute you and prompt you to state where you're from and ask your question. We ask that everyone keep their questions brief and on topic. We will then mute you. In order to give everyone a chance to get their question asked, we won't be taking follow-up questions. However, if you do wish to ask either a follow-up question or another question, you can raise your hand again and get on the back of the line. So give me one second here to pop up the participants. Okay, so we don't have any questions from the audience yet. So I I'm going to ask you some questions, Anna Maria, and yeah. they're actually... Um, they're going to be uh, more on your other area of expertise on, on health stuff, if you don't mind. And actually, I do see a question um, from the audience, so I'll throw it out to them first. So let's see here. Uh, Stephen, please state where you're from and, and ask your question. Um, I'm from Asayas in New York. Uh, Anna Maria, I know that years ago you used to do um, look at blood a lot, and you did that for many years very intensely. And yeah. you came to some conclusions that other people didn't. You came to the conclusion that fruit feeds yeast, mold, fungus, cancer. Um, can, can you tell us, in other words, a lot of the, it's at this point, there's so many people, one saying that we should eat fruit, that it's good, and two saying that we should not have oil or fats. Now, it's hard for me to figure out who is accurate and who's not. What what did, did you see something when you did the blood work that gave you a perspective that these other people don't have about the fruit? And then also, why are you comfortable saying oil or fat, raw seeds, nuts, olives, avocados could be part of your diet when so many other people are saying no matter what, avoid fat? Yeah, so we, you know, we used to have the live blood on the microscope and we also, of course, have the blood test, the CBC and chemistry. So they both relate to each other big time. And, you know, so in our diet, because it's 100% raw, it's 100% organic, it's alive. And 50% at least of our diet, I, I would say 80% of our buffet is sprouts that we serve our guests. And, you know, sprouts have totally different life force than the spinach and the kale and all the other things that we kind of add on. And they have, they have theirs, they have a lot of calcium and of course minerals, but you cannot compare that to the sprouts. So because your body is so nourished and it got so much out of the phytochemicals, the hormones, the oxygen, the enzymes that we got from these foods, including all the minerals and vitamins, of course, we find that a little bit of oil, and of course we don't use a lot of oil and we use the best kind we can find and it's uh, sesame oils, uh, olive oil, it's hemp oil, it's chia oil, you name it. 
mainly we also get most of the omega-3 that, that we, everybody wants so much of. We get it from our nuts and seeds. We get it from the sprouts. We get it from avocado, of course, um, avocado oil, you name it. So we, it's everything is sparingly. Realize it takes 40 pounds of olives to make a quart of olive oil. So you use it sparingly. And, you know, when it comes to sugar, yes, because looking on the microscope and seeing one little drop of your blood magnify it 10,000 times, you actually realize that fungus is big time. It, on the microscope, it looks like little white cotton balls. And it is very much fed by fructose, which is in fruit, in carrot juice and beet juice. But it's also in cooked food. If I take corn on the cob, raw, it's actually okay. We serve it here. And if it's cooked, now I, I increase the sugar. So it's, um, it's harder for me to digest the sugar, I should say, better than increasing. So the, the sugar is, is feeding fungus. Fungus feeds disease. That is the problem. It's a vicious circle of disease, fungus um, that's feeding it, cancer, um, arthritis, lupus, Lyme, you name it, diabetes, of course. So that's why we're so strict with it. Are we strict with everybody? No, we, there is, we serve fruit here on Thursday and Sunday for the ones that it's okay to have. And, you know, it, it, most people accept that when they have, for example, cancer, that they need to be free of it, at least for the next two years. They take a break, they let the body heal. Healing mold, fungus, yeast, candida takes a long time. It's not a three months, six months. It could easily take two years or more. So we are bombarded, of course, with a lot of fungus, mold in our, in our food, in our water, in our air, in maybe in our house. And it takes a long time to clean. But we, what we need to do is to nourish our system so that it can fight it. We nourish the system that boosts the immune system. You have white blood cells that fight this. They're called eosinophils. Normally, eosinophils are only 3% of your, all your total white blood count. But hey, we can raise them. It's all communication. As the body gets what it needs when it comes to nourishment, oxygen, phytochemicals, it will fight for you. It will do what it needs to do. And you'll see numbers. Here we see numbers flying you know, high or low and showing us that this is now working, that your body is changing. So, and also, you know, I wanted to add something. I wanted to add, I hope that you all will be a part of the change. So I wanna thank everybody in advance for being part of the change. Thank you, Anna Maria. So you mentioned a, a, a raw diet as part of, of your answer. Um, how do you um, get full and, and feel satiated on a raw diet when you're eating sprouts and, and raw green vegetables, et cetera? Yeah. 
and you can ask any of our guests that are here, they are amazed that they are not hungry after a meal. They are, they are satiated, they're full. And you know, all of us were brought up to that you, go, you should be full, you should feel full. Well, you had to eat a lot of meat and potato or rice and chicken to feel full. And it still didn't satisfy you. That's why the desserts and everything and the wine and coffee and everything came in. And by the way, um, you know, people now have been using far too much alcohol, far too much caffeine, and it is a big problem. People are paying a big price because diseases are showing up that they should not have had. And cancer is one of them, heart attacks, strokes, uh, others. So alcohol is obvious, but just as a follow-up question um, with regard to caffeine, you see a lot of stuff coming out, even from people within the plant-based community. Yes. Um, I talk about you know the, the benefits of, of coffee and green tea. Does it matter how you get that caffeine? And uh, what are your thoughts on, on caffeine? Well, that? obviously decaf is the worst because it has the, the, the forever chemicals that the way it was made. Caffeine, um, I know in Chinese medicine, it might be added, homeopathic medicine might be added, but in so small, small amount. Caffeine is very acid forming and it increases your um, adrenal activity and um, it, it puts even more stress on your immune system than you need to have. So it's tough. And green tea, of course, there is ways to clean uh, up the caffeine. And uh, it's a water-based uh, process that, that could work. There's a lot of herbal uh, remedies and herbal teas that would be fantastic for you. So you, there are also... Uh, there are also grain coffees. We have some here at the Institute and people can enjoy that and they taste great. And we, they put some uh, the nut milk into it, maybe a little bit of stevia if they know they need because that's, um, that's a natural sweetener. And so just to get people over the hump. But once we start you here, for example, with green juices that have so much nourishment, sunflower, pea sprout, celery, cucumber, wheatgrass juice, that is a complete nourishment. You are not hungry anymore. And so we serve, we have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We have raw cereal. We have also cooked cereal for the ones that, that it's okay for. And then we have raw, raw meals. And our chefs are so amazing to make foods that people that have traveled the world, been eating in restaurants everywhere, they tell me, this is fantastic. This is so tasty. So I think, you know, people think that we live on just uh, sprouts and uh, lettuce, and cucumber, and they can't see themselves doing that. It's a whole different world. And you, there is a lot of vegan restaurants all over the planet now that you can enjoy too. Great, thank you very much. So you just mentioned uh, traveling around the world. Mm -hmm. uh, and in your presentation, you mentioned the dangers of 5G. How much radiation are we exposed to when we're flying around uh, and uh, in, in our lives in general? There is atmospheric radiation, big time. And, you know, we're exposed to that, but 
where even more in your home, in your own home, in your kitchen, because there's a lot of things. You can shut the Wi-Fi off at night. Please don't have your cell phones, your laptops, everything in your bedroom. You want, you want to, and you need your sleep big time. If you don't sleep well, first of all, we don't clean our brain up like we should. We don't clean our system like we should. Why do you go to the bathroom? The first thing you do in the morning. So, you know, we live on pharmaceutics. We live on food that are non-nutritious. It's, it's a big problem. And, and I think it's a huge problem because all the living beings that are here on earth together with us are suffering as we do. They get cancer, they get arthritis, they, they have heart problems, they have all our problems. And we created that. We created that out of greed and not thinking of the future. So, you know, my whole, um, my whole PowerPoint was about the future and what you can do each person, what each person can do to support themselves and to protect themselves and their family. But we don't want to have to say to five generations from now, boy, we screwed up. We didn't do anything because 20% of us are procrastinators. We don't do what we know we should do. So we got to get off that uh, couch and get going and start growing things and growing sprouts and supporting organizations like EWG, that's environmental, that actually are working for this, and many other organizations. So don't let it go over your head anymore. This is far too important, and it is a crisis. We are in a global crisis. So you mentioned uh, in, your, in your answer, um cleaning, you know, that we don't clean our brains out or clean our brains up. How, how would we go about doing that? Yeah. So for example, when you're sleeping, there is something called amyloid that is covering um, from food and pollution and so on and made, made medication. As you have 86 billion neurons that are connected with glia cell. And then you have this amyloid that could cover them. And during the night when you're sleeping, you're actually cleaning it up. If you don't, you're not gonna have a good memory. You're not gonna have a good learning uh, ability. So slowly but surely, it could lead to dementia. It could lead to Alzheimer. And that's just one reason. Then they found blood brain barrier is a big part of uh, the problem that was found at Hebrew University in Israel. They said all these chemicals that we ingest could actually go through the brain barrier into our brain. So we need to clean it. We need to sleep and actually clean our brain. Thank you. Um, uh, talking about the other area of the body here, um, do people who eat healthy, specifically plant-based, need to take colonics? Okay, so colonic, you have one in the program, the three-week program that we have, we have one colonic in the program. And of course, people can buy more as they please. The, the thing is, we do teach you how to cleanse your intestines with enemas. And then we do 
wheatgrass implant after. But that's for the three weeks we do uh, that to help you actually detoxify better so that you don't have headaches every day and no show. Because, you know, when you clean, your body reacts. And the, all the help you can get, we have energy medicine, of course, a lot of machines that help you during your process, the massages, the, the lymphatic drainage, the acupuncture, you name it, all of that is helping you through the process of uh, cleansing, especially in the beginning. And then after that, your intestines should work. They should work. Your microbiome should be much better. Your microbiome, you know, is very taxed by all the chemicals that we ingest. And there is another reason, all those chemicals, you know, they found uh, this came out of uh, Colorado Public Health. They actually found that these chemicals could make it very hard for our body to make antibodies for vaccinations. Now, that's very interesting because I think we've seen a lot of that during COVID. And uh, so who knows how we all react to the same vaccine? It depends on the chemicals in the air and the water in our food too, very much. So, um, so how often do you suggest taking saunas? You, you'd mentioned doing saunas. Oh, daily. Absolutely daily. There's, uh, Brian, my husband and I are daily in the sauna after a walk, after a resistant training, and especially when we've done a big trip. I mean, that is very important. So what we make sure is that every hotel, as we are on conference, we just did one in March, uh, that every hotel has saunas or that there's sauna in a gym close by that we can uh, use because, you know, it's, we, we realize the toxins. We know what people have in their body and we see the difference when you nourish the body, cleanse, saunas, exercise, sleep well, it's night and day. So, but at the same time, we need to work against the food packaging systems that are making these single use plastics and start using hemp. Look at hemp. Hemp, you can uh, actually, hemp is much cheaper than fossil fuel. And we need to get into hemp plastic. <coughs> so there's so many things that we need to get into, but we need governments to be supportive of it and not to be supportive of the corporations that are destroying us. Now, what are the benefits of the hemp plastic? Are they more biodegradable and are they less yes. toxic? They, they compost in three months. In three months, they're done. And, and so fossil fuel, single-use plastic will never go away, never. So that's the difference. In three months, the hemp plastic will be done, gone. Okay. So, yeah. And, and just going back to the sauna, is there any difference between the infrared sauna versus the traditional um, saunas? Well, infrared heats you from the inside out you tend to perspire different. Of course, I'll use any sauna, but the normal sauna, like in Sweden and Finland, it's very, very hot, but we tend to uh, have stones on the, on, the, um, on the machine that 
we can uh, pour water on. So we actually putting some steam and make it better, but it's, it gets up to very hot temperature, like 180 Fahrenheit, uh, our sauna, maybe 150 max, 140, around 140. So it's a different heat. It heats us from the inside out and we start to perspire, totally different. So I prefer it, but hey, I take any sauna. <laughs> Right, great, and, and and along the uh, the detox um, that we're talking about, uh, and going back to the airplanes, when we get exposed to radiation, what is the best way to remove that radiation? The sauna, steam sauna, and I mean, otherwise, if you have a, a bathtub that has good water and you filtered water, then you put um, sea salt, a cup of sea salt, a pound of uh, arm. Arm and Hammer or some good aluminum-free baking soda, and that will also help you to clean up, which you could do anyway, even though you do saunas. Okay. So that is one way to clean it up. And eating really well and drinking enough fluid so that you flush toxins out of your system. If you're dehydrated, my gosh, it's number one cause of death, actually. But you also store a lot of toxic chemicals in your system. Thank you. And yeah. how about for the house? Do, do plants in our house really make a difference enough yes. uh, to fill the house with them? Plants, big time. And, you know, you can make things now. You can buy green uh, uh, furniture, green um, everything in the house. You can look for that. You can look for organic instead of Scotch guard uh, treated rugs, laminate floor. You know, you use natural, you use tile, you use uh, bamboo, you use stone, you use natural things. So if you have the chance to build, of course, you're gonna, you, you should go out of your way to find that. And the room where you're going to sleep as little electric as possible. Don't bring the TV, don't bring the computer, you know, don't bring all that stuff because you, you are so hooked on it. And I know we're totally addicted to it. It is, um, it's, it's tough to not um, use it all the time. Actually, our last magazine, um, Healing Our World, uh, which you can, get it's the digital or or you can look on our website uh how to get it that one um i did an interview with a mother and daughter that works with um tech um siesta or <clears throat> digital uh work where they actually have um more that make us more conscious about what we're doing with technology and more or less they said do you really need it? Is it something good that will happen if you pick up that cell phone now? Are you just looking at it because, or is it something that you need from it? And so make better choices, make better choices. So, okay, let's talk about putting things in our body here. So what are the most important uh, um, nutritional supplements that uh, that people should be taking, whether on a plant-based diet, specifically on a plant-based diet, and then also for, for omnivores, like what are we missing? Yeah, so, you know, we don't make enough B12 in our body. We don't get enough, the soil doesn't have enough. So B12, of course, is very important. Vitamin D, of course, if I can have enough sunshine, and Florida, we do, 
but we still, most of us are indoors most of the time. So we still take vitamin D, enzymes that will help you absorb and digest food better, probiotics, prebiotics is very important. Prebiotic is not a pill. Prebiotic is what you should be eating. I tell people that's our buffet. That is all the sprouts, the vegetables. That is what it is. So prebiotic makes probiotic work. So if you don't have good prebiotic, the probiotic will not work well for you. We take, um, I take for sure iodine and selenium because all these chemicals that have been in the air, that are in the air, the fluoride from the aluminum industry that's killed our thyroid. And so many women come here with thyroid problem and thyroid problem really happens first in puberty or it happens in, um, in um, uh, maternity and it's as we're pregnant or in and menopause. And so, we see so much of this problem as, as the thyroid is a master gland looking after so many, so many problems, so many things. I mean, it's a major endocrine gland. So that gives us problem. It's a ripple, ripple effect. And um, selenium helps big time. There's not enough selenium in the soil. So how much iodine? I, I take small amount every day, small amount. I take selenium, magnesium helps everybody. And if you drink coffee and alcohol, believe me, you better take that magnesium. Everybody is deficient in that. And then, you know, we do, of course, here at the Hippocrates Wellness is all individuals. So I will add things as needed um, from everything that we see that our medical team looks at their blood tests and we do a lot of biofeedback tests to see their energy and their body. And, and it amazes people, amazes people, their biological age that we get out of it. It's a lot of fun, um, not always fun because some people are much older than their age. And then after three, four weeks here, they actually get to see that they are younger. And so you bring the nourishment, you bring the energy. And, you know, I always feel like if each person do their job, if they become plant-based, which we all were meant to be, we were meant to be plant-based. We don't have claws. We don't have the fangs. We don't have those. We couldn't catch a rabbit if we wanted to. And our intestinal tract is far longer than a carnivorous and the pH in our stomach is totally different. So we, we have all the, you know, God gave you all those answers and told you what you should be eating. And we've been messing up, but we can change. So each person that is a part of the change, I congratulate. Great. Thank you. I just want to um, ask you a couple, you know, about a couple of things you just said, and then I'm going to turn over to the question, uh, the questions to the audience. Looks like Roy's back and we've got a few more people as well. Uh, but real quickly, you mentioned selenium and iodine specifically. Yes. Are mm -hmm. Brazil nuts good for selenium? Yes. So Brazil nuts would nuts? be great. Yes. Would that be, would that be enough instead of taking like a store-bought supplement? 
Right. Oh, yeah. Well, I take I take both because I want to make sure that my thyroid. What I found is my mother had serious thyroid problem. All her sister and brothers, my cousins. It's been four generations, big time thyroid problem. So I, in my case, I want to prevent it big time. Okay. And then um, iodine is seaweed a good way of getting that in? Seaweed is a great way to get it. Yes. So. Um, next is Sylvia. Sylvia, please state where you're from and ask your question. Hi, I'm from Arizona. I'm just wondering, how do you go about uh, finding green furniture or rugs and such? Hi, Sylvia. So, yes, there is a lot of organizations that make these. I mean, we've been able to find... And even in normal stores, we find organic uh, uh, sofas and couches, I mean, and, and, and uh, seats that we've been, we use here at the Institute. We have um, our bedding, for example, our beds are 100% organic and our mattress is 100% organic latex. So we've, we've furnished very much with tile, and uh, so you, a lot of things you don't have to go out of your way because you can find them. You find the good tile, you find stone, you find bamboo. And um, so you don't really have to, you should be able to find this um, probably in your, in stores at home or on the internet. But um, it's a good question and we can't make it too complicated. But I think what you will see is more and more of companies that will support organic living and not getting uh, forever chemicals into your house and everything that you buy. Thank you. Okay, thank you. So our next question is going to Jay. Jay, please speak where you're from and ask your question. Hello, um, I'm Jay from Birmingham, UK. Hey, hi, Jay. All right, please state your question, Jay. Yeah, um, I want to ask, um, I'll grow my wheatgrass um, and juice it. Then, you know, the second cutting, is it okay to cut it again and regrow it and let it carry on growing? Will, will I lose the nutrition or will it be the same? Yeah, you have the answer. The first cutting is what gives you the most. And what you want from wheatgrass, of course, is all the nourishing and healing properties that it has. The second one, I mean, there is some, but you can't compare it with the first. So go for the first. Okay, great. There we go. And our next question is coming from Deborah. Deborah, please state where you're from and ask your question. Hi. Uh, yeah, it's Debbie from Massachusetts. And I just wanted to first say it's lovely to kind of see and meet Anne-Marie because I see Brian all the time and he <laughs> Time and I always think, oh, he should be home like with his wife watching TV, but he's giving us free lectures. Um, <laughs> and I, my question is, I just, um, I traveled for the weekend and went away. And it was the hardest thing to try to eat properly. It, it starts the minute you leave the house and try to get on the plane. And you realize there is nothing unless you have brought stuff with you. And I guess what I just want to, um, ask you guys, because you are all here and so influential. 
there needs to be more choices for people who can't afford to, you know, go first class and have six extra bags to bring all the food with them and are schlepping at the back of the plane with their carry-on, are going to pack 16 snacks and, you know, have their juicer with them. And you yes. get to the hotel and there's only so many choices. And I just realized really for the first time how well I have been eating and then how hard it was when I got out into kind of outside of my environment to find choices without being that person that every time I ordered, I had to kind of, you know, ask a thousand questions about what I was going to eat and then all this kind of stuff. But I just, even on just a, I want to say a common level, I can't spend all day doing this and it's, and it's, it's expensive and it can be hard out in the real world because everything's against us. So I guess what I'd like to say is I'd like to see an effort. It would have been nice if the little snack they offered me on the plane was a healthy choice or if they had one healthy choice. Um, But if we could get our food healthier for everyone, people wouldn't have to think about it. They'd just be eating it and they'd be so much better off. And so it can just be challenging. And I, I'm just actually very frustrated because I've been home since Monday and I'm making those green drinks and grinding up my fresh stuff. And my body is so happy. I mean, I was in distress for three days. Um, so I, I guess I don't really have a question. It's more a comment, but I know you guys are the powers that be. And I, I would just love to see at legislation level, get to stop growing the stuff, stop putting it on the shelves. And there's, then there can be no choice that have to give us better. You know, we wouldn't have to study and do all this stuff. That's all I really have to say. And it is just lovely to see and meet you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Debbie. You're so right. You know, but it really comes down to each of us that demanding change, that demanding it by our wallet, because if we don't buy it anymore, then why would the stores carry it? So the more and more of us that are actually conscious and making good choices and demanding different packaging, you know, it happens. It happened in California. So slowly but surely, they're not going to have single-use plastic there. Traveling like we do all the time, Brian and I, it's, uh, yes, we don't eat on the plane. We, we buy some distilled water and we drink as we're flying. And I know a lot of people want to eat, but you don't feel good. I, I always say, you look, you look at um, what happens to a bag of chips in the plane, that happens to you. <laughs> and you don't feel good when you get off that plane. So you want to be in good shape. Yes, uh, as we travel, we usually rent a car and get to the closest health store wherever we are in the world and we buy buy all fresh vegetables, avocados, nuts, seeds, and we make it. Does it have to be exactly what we do here at home? No, it can't be. But we find juice bars. We find wheatgrass in most places. So if I if the juice bar doesn't have, let's say at the airport, we can get wheatgrass shot. We can get some celery juice and, you know, cucumber juice. So you can, you can do the best you can. Yes, I wish the world would come along with all of us, but it will. And I hope that, I mean, the big plan should be that by 2050, 
that we are totally zero pollution. And, you know, that we can all work on that to get there because we will not be here for that, but we will have great grandkids, grandkids, great grandkids, and we will have our family to look forward to that they are going to be pollution free. We just, we need to get rid of corporations greed that is making all this happen so that we have to make conferences about the real truth about health. And I know Stephen Shore and all of us will keep doing this as long as it takes. And thank you for your input, Debbie. Thank you. So our next question is coming from Leah. Leah, please state where you're from and ask your question. Thank you, Michael. Hi, Anna. Hi, Leah. I'm from Davie, Florida. And my question is for my daughter. She just got some blood work done because she was having stomach pains and she's five years old. And we found that she has uh, some lead in her blood um, at 1.2 and very high triglycerides. I am conscious. We're not vaccinated. Uh, I try to eliminate any lead items, eat a healthy diet, mainly organic. So, and she has low magnesium, low vitamin D. So I was, to be honest, shocked because I'm doing everything I can. If anything, I feel like I've been the extreme parent compared to all the other friends. Uh, that I have. So I'd love your input, uh, any specific vitamins, minerals, or brands I should be using for my five-year-old. Right. So five-year-old um, is also uh, eating in other places, right? In, uh, in school, kindergarten. Um, do you pack food for her? Great question. They do provide uh, some snacks at school, but she has lunch from me. Okay, great. So you have control all the way. So lead poisoning is so common today. If you learn about Flint, Michigan, with all the kids that were poisoned with lead from that, that river water that was a cesspool. Now, so it depends on what kind of water do you give her. I would suggest to get a distiller and just give her pure distilled water and um, give her juices, of course, like the, the juice we make here with celery, cucumber, and the sprouts, sunflower, pea sprouts. That is amazing for her. And, you know, the fruits that she eats needs to be organic. So you have done good choices. The thing is, it's in everywhere. It's in the soil. Now, if we eat fish, but so are you pure plant-based? Let me unmute her. Um, go ahead, Leah. No. Uh, so we, I have been a little bit concerned because she said she's been feeling weak. So then I started incorporating a little bit of fish and a little bit of pasture raised eggs. Right. Okay. So both the eggs and the fish have pollution and especially the fish is one way to get lead, you know, lead, cadmium, mercury, parasites, uh, the PFAS that I talked about, the forever chemicals, synthetics chemicals. So it's not a good, it's not a good choice. So if she felt weak, then 
what I would suggest is let's add some good B12 for her. B12 that needs to be soil-based. Vitamin D. Chlorella is amazing to help her clean up. You could give her one or two pills a day of chlorella. Chlorella is a form of algae. It's a green algae. It's amazing to clean up heavy metals and chemicals. Um, taking baths, give her a bath twice a week with sea salt and baking soda. Get some aluminum-free baking soda and put her in there and put aromatherapy oils. She will have fun in there. So let's get, get rid of the, the toxic food like eggs, dairy, fish, or whatever that you thought she needed. Our, we have four kids, eight grandkids. None of them have ever touched any animal products. And, you know, they never missed the day of school. They've been so healthy. Of course, we packed every morning, we packed, and so that we had control. And more or less, we had to tell kindergarten and schools that they couldn't feed them any dairy and gluten products, which takes away the pizza and the cakes and the cookies and all that, that is for aftercare. So you gotta make sure that even the snacks that they give, so you can bring your own snacks. You can make it, if you have a dehydrator, you make snacks so easy. You get like walnuts, pecan, almonds, you just soak them overnight and then, um, then you fix them up with the spices she might like, if she likes cinnamon or, or carob, whatever she might like, and then put them in the dehydrator for 24 hours and they, they have amazing taste. And our kids did a lot of sunflower seeds and we would soak them and sprout them. They sprout very easy. And then our kids like spicy stuff. So we would put cayenne pepper and, and uh, garlic and all kinds of spices, ginger maybe, and, and dehydrate that for 24 hours. So, and I can make cookies, like walnut cookies I used to make. And, and it, there is no limit. If you get it dehydrated, you make a lot of your own snacks and it's much cheaper. Plus, you know exactly what's in there. Good. Thank you so much for that. So what are your thoughts on using colloidal silver instead of antibiotics? So colloidal silver has been amazing. I mean, in our own life, our kids have never needed antibiotic. And so silver has been the way to go. And even when we travel, we take silver up the nostrils because that's obviously where the bugs come in. If you know from COVID and the testing was actually up the nostrils to see if we had some bugs there. So if we can clean up with silver, it's amazing. We take it orally. If I have a wound on my hand or a wound that I cut myself, the first thing I would do is to spray silver on it. It's the original antibiotic. There is times for antibiotics, of course, it depends on where that child is at with their immune system. How did you raise them? What are they, um, you know, what are they doing? What, what kind of climate are they in? What kind of pollution are they constantly in? So that is individual. So there is a place for antibiotic, of course, but if I can use natural antibiotics and we use garlic in our food, 
We use ginger, you know, we use turmeric, curcumin is fantastic to help to boost the immune system. So when you are on raw food diet, you realize that your immune system is as good as it can be with all the pollution. It, it, it will take care of you through that and it will support you. So, you know, for us, there is no question of the diet that we all should be on. And, you know, sometimes you doubt on it because you're not educated. What we do here at Hippocrates Wellness, we educate it. We, we show you what is possible. We show you before and after blood test and you feel it. You feel like you're being yourself again, not only physically, but emotionally and spiritually. Great, thank you. So a quick follow-up on that question. So after you have the, after, let's say you have to have an antibiotic, like let's say um, right. you get exposed, you get bit by a tick and you get exposed possibly to Lyme disease and you have, you know, you really feel like you have to take an antibiotic. How right. do you rebuild your gut after you've had an antibiotic? Yeah, so the 100 trillion microbes you have called microbiota, that is very affected by everything that we talked about today, but antibiotic is big time. So you need to take probiotic and you need to eat prebiotic. Prebiotic is all the stuff we eat and then take probiotic while you're doing it and for many months after, because antibiotic takes months and months to clean up from your system. Thank you. Um, what, what do you eat uh, for lunch, for dinner? Um, what does what your normal day look like for food? Well, what we serve here, breakfast, we don't eat. Breakfast we, is our juices and water with lemon and so on and supplements. Uh, lunch here is an amazing um, mix of sprouts and uh, leafy greens and we have nut pâtés sometimes, we have uh, avocado, we have, you know, we make so many amazing dishes. We did zucchini pasta and, you know, there's no limit of what we have. And then at night, it's also a uh, sprout uh, salad. And naturally, if I had cancer now, I would be 100% raw. I would actually not have anything cooked. Um, cooked food creates something called leukocytosis. Leukocytosis means that my immune system actually will have to attack it as, as if it was a virus, bacteria. So it lowers my immune system. So I don't need that when I'm fighting cancer because I, I need all I have to, for my immune system to realize that first of all, I have a problem and I need to attack it. And it's amazing to see. And there are pictures, there are pictures of this happening inside your body. And so you, you don't have to doubt that this is possible because it's actually happening. But you don't want to tax the system with things that are um, doing the opposite. So, but, so now what is my diet then? So it's 80% raw, it's raw all day. And I have... 20% of it is cooked like a soup. It's not a big thing. It's a soup. It's a piece of squash. It's some sweet potatoes. Um, it's uh, maybe millet, quinoa, amaranth. It's, it's very simple foods because main reason I, that I 
and plant-based is to be raw to eat to get most of the nourishment if i have a problem if i have a cold or a flu i will definitely be 100% raw i go back to everything that i know that will get my immune system in top shape again great thank you and um does drinking coconut water from a bottle from the supermarket does that feed disease since it has sugar it does regular is co is regular coconut sugar good for it or regular coconut water good for you? So regular here every Wednesday because we fast on Wednesday. The ones who can and then we serve for lunch. We serve our coconut water from coconuts here from Florida. And most of them are own and these are green coconut and that water is clear like water. So, of course, when you buy it in the store, you buy organic, it's pasteurized because you cannot sell. It will not last. There is. You have the fresh coconut water. It's in the, it looks red in those bottles. Uh, that doesn't last many days at home, and that would be better for you and a little more expensive. But what do you do with this coconut water? The best would be to... Um, dilute it with some good distilled water, at least half-half. Great. Thank you very much. So uh, cacao powder has saturated fat. Should we avoid cacao butter because of this? And how about coconut oil? The coconut butter? Coconut uh, cacao butter? It's, cacao it's, butter. It's, oh, cacao yeah, butter. Yeah. Yep. Okay, cacao butter. Uh, yes. That is a treat that is made into treats and coconut. And it's unfortunate, the coconut butter is saturated fat. So the less of that, the better. These are made into treats and that's all they should ever be. So let's hope we don't live on treats. <laughs> and how about, uh, so coconut oil, same thing? Coconut oil is not, yeah, we don't use coconut oil. Hey, coconut oil for your skin. I mean, people use it all over the world. It's fine. And uh, so that's, um, that's fine, but we're not going to put it in our food and we will not heat any oil. No oil is good enough to be heated. So if you want oil on your, in your soup, on your food, after it's done, and on the plate, you can add your own, but you're not ever going to heat up. They turn to Frankensteins. They're, they're totally, totally toxic and carcinogen. And um, should we eat olives and do they have to be raw? So olives, there's so many fine forms of olives, the, the black, the green, the, the sun-dried, you name it. And we serve them all here. And um, it's a fun add-on. Yes, it has great omega-3. And so it's an add-on to the salad that we make here. All right, great. Thank you. So uh, Sally K. Norton just wrote a book called Toxic Superfoods, How Oxalate Overload is Making You Sick and How to Get Better. Uh, in the book, she says that beans, quinoa, and whole grains are gut-irritating foods. Are there any health risks from eating plant-based foods such as beans, whole grains, quinoa, and green vegetables? Could it be bad for our kidneys? Uh, is, is she correct? Well, no, that depends on where she comes from because if you sprout, so every seed, nut, grain, and bean here is sprouted. 
and you get rid of all the problems and you actually enhance the product. So I take a broccoli seed that compared to the broccoli, it will be actually 30 times more nourishing and none of the problems that she, she's talking about, unfortunately. And that, unfortunately, this is making a lot of people confused about what they really should eat. And that's when people start eating fish and eggs and meat like you heard. And so it's, it's sad that we don't give the right information and what we, how we really should treat food and seeds, not grain and beans, totally different. So okay. we don't have a problem with this. We don't have a problem. All right, great. And uh, what are your thoughts on the current or the new use of the diabetic drug uh, Ozempic for weight loss? Oh gosh, there's oh, just one more thing for weight loss. No, it's, it's horrendous. And if you wanna lose weight, you know what you have to do. You have to lift weights. So we have two fats. We were born with brown fat and we now stores white fat as we, the first decade is brown fat, mainly on our shoulders, on our back. White fat sits right here on our gut. And white fat will burn off with brown fat. And how I make brown fat, funny enough, is lifting weights, sleeping, eating, actually good fats, essential fatty acid that you don't make. You have to eat it every day. Avocado. So now uh, University of Illinois did a study and found that women, it didn't work as much for men, but if women wants to lose weight and they eat one avocado a day, it was a huge change. It was amazing. So you got enough fats to help you lose the bad. Great. And so uh, no medication, no, no pharmaceutics. It's ever going to do what your lifestyle will do. Okay. And bear with me here. My computer's got a little funny on me here. So there we go. So, um, so what kind of bras should women wear that won't increase their risk of breast cancer? Well, so they need organic. They need to find organic sources and organic bras without underwire because some of them still have underwire. So you buy organic cotton bras and it's the best you can find now. There will be, there will be in future hemp, there will be bamboo, there will be a lot of different. When I worked with it, I did organic cotton and the people that had them, couldn't talk good enough about it. it. It felt amazing and wider straps is important and that there, that is the size that you really need because six times greater risk for breast cancer, that's, that's a big deal. And most women never had a, 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 an idea about this. I've seen one of our get, former guests, um, she is a yoga teacher and her bra was really tight to be able to do all the movement. And the cancer came exactly where the underwire was. Okay. So that's specifically why you recommend no underwire is because that pressure of where the underwire is, is, yes. is problematic. Okay. It's detriment because you realize you have ducts in the breast, you have lobules. It is a lot of lymph fluid that needs to clean up all the time. And that's, that is why 
when, for example, my diet is toxic, I'm in a toxic world, uh, uh, the water I drink is not purified, slowly but surely, this gets into my whole system and my lymph. And my lymph is the filter system in the body. So it's supposed to clean up every day. And if I don't give it the chance with type bra, it's, um, I keep all these toxins in there. And that's the last thing you want to do. Thank you. Should we use distilled water just for drinking or should we also use it for cooking? Uh, you could do both, but for sure for drinking. Um, like you heard Dr. Spicer say that if you have a whole house filter, if you have then also a reverse osmosis, but they don't take everything. And because these are micro-sized, so small, you know, distilled water is really the purest water. And there is big sizes for a big family. Uh, there is the one gallon, which you can make easier, two, two gallons in a day and store it in a glass jar in, in the fridge afterwards. That doesn't need, the one gallon doesn't even need a, a, a plumber. It's no hookup, it's just electric. And you put it on, you put tap water into it and you get good distilled water in a few hours. It's gonna be what we have to do until we get rid of big time corporations that pollute the world for greed. Thank you. So yeah. why do you think that so many authors recommend the keto diet? Um, what does the best evidence say about its short and long-term health consequences versus a whole food plant-based diet? It's night and day. And this, is, this diet is actually the ultimate keto diet. <laughs> and because we do have the right kind of fats, we have essential fatty acid, we have the right kind of live food nourishment. And, you know, it's proven itself for nearly 70 years. And other, other things, you know, keto diet, uh, um, the, the, um, the blood type diet. I mean, it just keeps coming on and they all have something good in it, but they don't have the years behind them of seeing what happens to people when they're on it. Because people come here and they've been on these diets and the difference is night and day when they when they really can nourish themselves. Yeah. Good. Thank you. So um, is, is diabetes caused by too much sugar or too much fat? So it's both. Okay. But fats are the biggest source and that is meats and fish, chicken, eggs, dairy. That is actually the biggest source of insulin resistance. So when, um, when people come here and they have diabetes, they find that they need less medication, less insulin, because it's plant-based. And of course, we take sugar away. We take fruit away. And, you know, we, we put more um, supplements. There is supplements like orthomolecular has an amazing called dioxinol that we use. We use chlorella. We use enzymes. We use systemic enzymes that are metabol metabolic enzymes. And they find slowly but surely they might not need any medication, especially if it's type two, type one. If they get off meat, fish, chicken, eggs, dairy, all of that, they're going to see an amazing reduction of their insulin. Maybe they need some 
but it's going to be reduced and the side effects going to be reduced big time. And given that, uh, that um, fat is what it's gumming up the cells, um, why, why is, why are some fats, namely plant-based fats, okay. And, and animal fats bad. Yeah. Like we talked about coconut fats, not so good. Right. So the fats that we get from the sprouts and the vegetables and the nuts and the seeds and sprouted beans and sprouted grains, it's totally different. So look at this. When you sprout something, you break down protein to amino acid, fat to fatty acid, carb to simple sugar. So fat, fatty acid is essential fatty acids. That is the easiest thing for you to digest and to nourish every part, your brain, your heart, every part of your body. Thank you. So um, how many people have you treated personally and how many people have you guys treated at the, uh, at, um, at Hippoc uh, Hippocrates and with, with this diet and, and what percentage of people do you see get better from the, the ailments they come with? Oh, okay. So and by the way, by the way, and uh, sorry to interrupt, we have uh, two minutes for you to answer that question. I know it's a big question. Okay. So, well, you know, the Institute have seen hundreds of thousands of people and the people that recover, totally recover. Of course, they go home from here, but everything that they learn, they go home and they continue. So this is, this is where you learn. This is where we, we are not a clinic. We are a wellness institute. All we want to do is to get you on the right track make better choices and know what those choices are. So, you know, people that heal, we have people at the Institute right now that have healed themselves, people who needed liver transplant, people who needed kidney transplant, you know, heart transplant, they're here to just keep recovering, to keep being a part of the humanity that, and, and also just being here means that, you see that the world is okay. <laughs> the world can be um, normal because normality out there is to eat heavy processed foods, foods that took weeks to come into the store, meats that been animals that's been slaughtered months ago. If you really were a carnivore, you wouldn't eat something that was slaughtered months ago. You would eat it with flesh and liver and heart and blood. You would eat the whole thing. And, you know, I was brought up on a, on a, on a carnivorous diet. My first 15 years, of course, in Sweden, it was meat, fish, chicken, and tons of milk and milk products. And when I became vegan, it was like my, my consciousness grew. And that's why I got into this field. At 18, I went to a clinic that was healing people of arthritis, inflammatory problems, Crohn's colitis, diabetes, you name it, everything but cancer. Because that was kind of an untold law that in, in Europe that you don't naturally treat people with cancer. But then Ann Vigmore, who healed her stage four colon cancer, came 76 the first time to Sweden to lecture. And I said, of course it works for cancer. 
And we, we connected and then that's how I came to America. And I thought I came for her. And then I realized I actually came for Brian Clement and we've been married for a long time. And it's, uh, it's been an enormous uh, study in, in humanity to be here and to see what's possible. It is the most beautiful thing. And people become friendly they become loving to each other and they help each other you don't see that outside of the society uh, or in the society i should say because we became unfriendly stressed and we don't have time for each other it's very sad and it needs to change and it will change well, Anna Maria, thank you so much for that really amazing presentation and your and taking the time to answer all these questions. So the audience would like to show their appreciation as well. So we're going to open up the uh, the mics and unmute them, and you'll hear a whole cacophony of thanks from the audience. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Anna Maria. Love you, Anna. Thank you. Love your message. <laughs>